the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show. Our worldwide audience is on board, and uh, and the show is um, heard every Thursday at 5.30 at Faith Talk 1360 or uh, faithtalk.com at 13.60. And uh, then it goes into the the podcast. If you're interested, uh, this is a a uh, listener-supported ministry. So if you're interested in that, our website, uh, rescuersradioshow.org, will have all the details on how to do that. I'm really excited with my my guest right now, uh, Brendan Zastro, Chief Operations Officer for Dream City Church in Phoenix. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me today, Art. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have fun, and uh, our audience is going to be blessed by le- learning a lot of your background and and how you got here and what you do. Um, so before we jump into the pool of of exactly what it is that you do, uh, give us a, a background of your of of you. Who are you, and how did you get to this point in your life? Well, I'm a I'm a 50 year old. Just became a grandpa, so that's exciting. That's a, a new phase of life. And you uh, were in Jacksonville at the time, right? Just north, just north, just okay. north in Georgia, yeah. St. Mary's. And um, I've been married 25 years to my beautiful wife Sarah. Uh, four children: Zachary, a 23; Zay, 21; Zoe, 18; and um, and Zaley, who who was uh, who was 12. Okay. Uh, and, and we're going to hear more about that story in just a little while, um, about Zori. What, what a great name. Zaley, yes. Zaley. Yes, Okay. Um, so, um, Brendan, uh, you came to Phoenix in 2003, and what, what did you do before that? So I was uh, working. My, my degree was mechanical engineering. I studied mechanical engineering at Penn State. And uh, I had a, a, a degree and specialized in 3D design and analysis and was working in product design and development. Um, I started designing guns for Colt and worked wow. my way up to where, before moving here, I was working actually for Caterpillar doing small wheel odor and backhoe design. <laughs> and we had a, I had a job displacement Three days before Christmas, we got, I got laid off. Um, I had just finished my, my product design, and, uh, 
And I was early on my design, ordered prototypes, and because the company didn't need me at that point, they were trying to make their year-end numbers look good, I got laid off. And um, three months later, my company said, hey, what do you think about Phoenix? Now, my wife's from from Louisiana. We always said we were never moving west of Texas. We thought everything (laughs) west of Texas was, we're not going there. But after uh, doing some odd jobs in the cold for a few months... (laughs) You know, Phoenix sounded nice, so yeah. so I came out here and helped them win a deal and uh, started a group to support Honeywell. Yeah. Like so many uh, of us, myself included, uh, your early life, you went through a lot of hard times with family and yourself, and tell us just a little bit about that. Yeah, so I uh, grew up, um, mom and dad divorced when I was two. Um, my mom was... I was born in Milwaukee, and she moved out to where we lived in Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Ohio. Small town. We were poor. Um, generations of divorce throughout my family. Um, Mom was married four times. My dad was married three times. Um, I say we were country poor. Um, you know, repo man mm. hooking up to the car and wow. towing it away. Yeah. Um, you know, we um, shopped at Goodwill to buy designer clothes, but... Through that all, the good thing is my parents had a strong work ethic. Like we were workers. I was on a farm. We lost the farm, but you know when you when you grow up in that that lifestyle, you you learn how to work hard. Work, yeah. And so, you know, I tell people today, like I'm not supposed to be successful. You know, statistically, you know, I I should be a you know a, a poor divorced and and but God, but God. Yeah. So I um. In 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 going through some things the, about you earlier before the show, I noticed that you 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 obviously uh, you weren't sunken by all of that. You were energized somehow to even go to Penn State mm-hmm. to get a college education, which is probably you never thought you could do that. Probably there. That's correct. Yeah. We we um you know I was I was really like my first job. It it was. It was more money than any of my parents or family had made, and it was—it really wasn't a lot working in Hartford, Connecticut, because the cost of living back then was really expensive. You know, gas was under a dollar everywhere else, and it was like two fifty a gallon in Hartford. Wow. So, even though I had you know arrived or made it, you know, from a career perspective, yeah. my standard of living from college to my first job kind of went down. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> But it was it was from a family perspective it was uh it was a good and, achievement. and you went on to to do some work in aerospace i did i did yeah so um so when I moved here, I got into um i started to lead a group supporting honeywell and when I got the job when I interviewed out here the the deal was that if I helped them win this account that they would let me run the team. Well, what I didn't know is I was going to run the team and build the team and <laughs> do the customer support and the quality control. Yeah. And, and, and when I showed up at the customer site, they were, they were asking me, um, you know, who are you? Why are you here? Because we had displaced a competitor that I ended up going to work for. And so they're looking at me like, what do you, what do you want? And I'm like, well, I'm, we won the account. Give us work. And they're like, no, no, we're going to give it to the old account. So, oh. so it, it was a very good education yeah. In in so many so many phases. Well, sports were really important to you. They were. And from from point A to point B, what's that look like? 
Yeah, so high school, I love sports. I love yeah. to compete. Um, I, I played football. I lettered three years, was the captain of the football team. Even though I was small, I was pretty fast. I ran track for four years, was the captain on the track team, and, you know, excelled in high school, was the vice president of the senior class. And But sports was something. I just loved to compete. I loved to be around the guys and in the locker room. And, um, you know, anytime I could compete at something, I'd, I wanted to, to be in the middle yeah. of it. So I think it was uh, 2018, God led you where? To, to Dream City Church. There Dream in Phoenix. City Church. Yeah, so I, I had been here working in the valley. Okay. And uh, I, was, I was serving on my church board. And Dream City, um, we were Phoenix First Assembly, and they, they rebranded to Dream City. Pastor Luke got a vision yes. to go multi-campus. Yeah. And as I was serving on the church board, that, that really changed things. And so um, I had a great corporate career, but... But my pastor, Pastor Luke, he said, hey, wh- what do you think about coming to work at the church running all the business operations? Wow. And his, his pitch was, I-, I can't pay you corporate money, but the retirement plan, it's out of this world. <laughs> and so how do you argue with that? Art? How do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, they do amazing things, as we're going to talk about some of that. But um, you, you came across a group called Royal... Royal Ranger ministry. Yes. What's that? Yeah, so it's it's a boys ministry. It's very similar to Boy Scouts, you know, a lot of merits and camping and but it's a a heavy spiritual biblical emphasis. And before I moved here, I had I had worked with some guys help start a group in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um it impacted my life as a boy. You know, I I I received the Holy Spirit at a council fire when I was 8 years old, went to a church that had Royal Rangers. Nice. Then I ended up leaving to a different denomination and didn't have Royal Rangers. But anyway, God led it on my heart to give back. So when I was in Raleigh, I got involved with this Royal Ranger ministry. Well, then the job displacement in 2003 brought me here. So I looked online to see, you know, who had Royal Rangers. And the only website I found was Phoenix First Assembly. Mm-hmm. And I drove up on this amazing campus, you know, <laughs> 60-acre campus yeah. and, you know, buses all over the place. And I'm I'm like, I mean, it was, it sat thousands and thousands of people and, and I was overwhelmed. I'm like, my first thought, unfortunately, Art, was what kind of money does it take to build a place like this? But, you know, I found out that Tommy Barnett was giving it all away and going into the streets and doing unto the least of these. So, so I show up and I'm like, Hey, I'm here for Royal Rangers. And they're like, we'll go to the South campus, knock on the door. There's a Ranger office and, and they'll, um, they'll get you squared away. So I go in, I'm like, hey, Royal Rangers, I'm here, I'd like to serve, you know, can I get some information? They're like, oh, Royal Rangers, come with me. So they take me over to a third grade class. And now, mind you, my church in Raleigh, third to fifth grade, there were, I don't know, maybe 15 boys from third to fifth grade. So I go over to the third grade class, and there's 25 boys in this class, (laughs) just third graders. (laughs) And it's a mix between bus kids and like preacher kids. Yeah. Now, granted, my mom had sent me on a church bus when I was little, so so I had an affinity for the for the bus kids, and um, and so so I go in, and the guy that was working in the class, he's like, "Hey, man, have you done this before?" And I said, uh, "I said, yeah, I, I went to training and helped start an outpost." And 
He's like, well, I haven't. He goes, you're the leader and I'm your helper. <laughs> that was my first day at Phoenix First Assembly. Hello. <laughs> so welcome, welcome to Royal Rangers. And, and the church had the fourth largest outpost in the country. So we, were, wow. we had hundreds of boys. I mean, it was yeah. impacting lives and, and very, very rewarding. Amazing. Um, I have a message for our audience. If you came in late to this uh, Rescuers radio show, my guest is Brendan Zastro. Chief uh, Operations or, uh, Operations Officer, COO, right? COO <laughs> uh, at um, at Dream City Church. Um, back to your family in in um, I think this was about 2020 when you had a daughter, unfortunately, pass. That's but, correct. But before that. She was doing amazing things at the church, that church. T- tell us a mo- for a moment or two to, about that. Yeah, Zaley was a remarkable young woman. You know, she felt a call to ministry. She, um, you know, she was she was just a rare human being. Like she excelled at everything. She would try something, master it, whether it was learning to throw a football. To- and she's fighting leukemia through this t- so, these times. So, leading into that, yeah. So she. Um, Actually, we went to a uh, national fine arts. She felt a call to ministry. We came back. She was attending Dream City Christian. And about a month after she felt a calling to ministry, she got attacked with a rare form of leukemia. Oh. And so, you know, that was, um, yeah. so it was, it was very shocking to us. Yes. Um, you know, but we decided right away we were going to include our, our community, right? It was, it was an attack. Yeah. And so, yeah. We let our church know. They began to pray, and and you know we saw miracles along the way. Yeah. She actually um, she became cancer free for for about just under a year. Wow. Um, you know she was she was getting to to preach and getting very a lot of opportunities just because of her faith through the through the adversity. You actually said that she um, there's thousands of people that were uh, that she impressed. With, with hearts. Yeah, know, she, um, she touched a lot of hearts. She touched a lot of lives. When, um, when the cancer returned, actually, you know, she, she shared a testimony. She shared it with the, the, the youth group, and Pastor Tommy and Pastor Luke heard it. And we had a series, and they, they invited her to preach at, at the Phoenix campus <laughs> with Pastor Tommy on stage. Wow. In, in, you know, November of, of 2020. And, uh, we had so many people that came and said how how it impacted her this this twelve year old girl full of fight and faith and and just running running towards God yeah and even to the point Art when when we found out when when the doctor said the cancer wasn't survivable you know her her mother and I just um, we were emotionally we were we were just we we took a time out just because we were sad and. She got on her bike with her brother and rode five miles and went to youth group that night. And oh. she just, she squeezed every drop out of this life and ran into eternity. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, where hope lives, explain that motto to us. Yeah, where hope lives. So the Phoenix Dream Center, so they have a program called Where Hope Lives. And... The Phoenix Dream Center, they, they rescue and recover 
girls and, and even boys, surprisingly, out of human trafficking. Yes. We lead America in human trafficking, recovering restoration. Hi, it's, uh, this is a high profile here in Arizona, being a border state. It is. And and how to get control of that. But but go on and tell us what you found and what you were doing. Yeah, so so it it's an amazing program because, um, you know, Pastor Tommy's motto was always find a need and fill it, find a hurt and heal it. Wow. And uh, Brian Steele, the director of our Dream Center, he, he saw this need. There were all these girls and victims, you know, being really being pimped out on the streets. Mm. And, um, and he just had a heart and he, and, and there were, there really weren't any resources. There weren't any programs. There weren't anything. And so he's like, we have to, we have to do something about this. And so just starting, starting somewhere, having a heart for, for the need out there yeah, and saying, okay, let's figure this out. And now, you know, it's, it's a program that's, you know, known all around the world that, Homeland Security and various law enforcement agencies, they'll call and they rescue young ladies and young men and, and we have beds for them and we feed them and clothe them and get them, get them an education, get them you know, back on their feet, give them a chance and a hand up and, and then they can show that restoration to others. Yeah see that lives are restored, and it gives hope to the others because— And you have a, f- a facility that's built for that, right? We do. Yes. We do. Um, you know, and we actually we have two different facilities. We have the, the uh, Phoenix Dream Center, which is for, for people that are over 18, yes. and then a, a Streetlight USA facility, which, which is for underage, you know, girls okay. from you know, 11 and 12 years old up through 17. Yeah. The needs are different, right? There's education in school and— Different therapy, different types of um, programs for the for the different age demographics. So you get contacted by some of the for, the uh, associations that you have already mentioned, yes, sir. and people just looking and knowing what what it looks like and what it is, and they know how to get in touch with you. Yes, yes, they wow. do, and um, it's you know there's been a lot more exposure lately of of this plight of human trafficking and. You know, there, there's more need than there are beds, and uh, so we're working really hard to, to try and. So, what impressed me about this program? Not only what what you're doing to save and change and save lives from that horrible treatments, um, you that this program where hope lives is the North American in Human Trafficking Recovery and Restoration, uh, second leading. In the world? In the world, yes. Wow. And our drive is to, we're, we're really working hard. Yeah. I think we'll be number one within the next year. I mean, it's, and again, not, not that it's a competition art. It's right. just, no. it just shows the need. And, Absolutely. Um, and unfortunately. The, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, th- that's our job as the church, right? I mean, yeah. so many people think it, you know, the, that the, the government should do something. But, but the reality is when the church stands up, we have the solutions to all the problems out there. And that's all led by where hope lives. That's correct. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. And, and um, so let's talk a little bit about um, uh, the other, uh, other program that you have where after 18 years old goes. Yes. Yes. So, um, again, it's, it's life recovery. You know, it— um, there's a lot of trauma that that happens to these people through these lives of 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 trafficking. I mean, 
unfortunately, people look at these at these girls or these traffic victims. I mean, it represents about a quarter million dollars of revenue per year. But when they come in, there there's a lot of triggers, a lot of trauma, and so we have counseling. We have a medical center right right you know local right on the premises where people can get all the care they need from a medical standpoint a medical clinic right at the dream center and the dream center is located in phoenix there used to be uh did they originate in la that's correct yes yeah so tommy barnett i don't know 25 over 25 years ago he took his son matthew and they uh they started the los angeles dream center we ended up uh, miraculously were able to buy the old Queen of Angels Hospital. It's a 15 floor um, and converted wow. it into a dream center. And every floor is filled, life recovery skills. I mean, giving people lives back. You take people in, we feed them, we clothe them, we disciple them um, for up to a year or longer if needed. And uh, just give them a chance. Give them, give, them, um, give them their life back. And the same kind of treatment to that one here in Phoenix, right? That's correct. L.A. was the model. Yeah. Now, now, Art, there's there's over 200 dream centers that oh, exist. I didn't realize that many. Yes, okay. throughout, the, throughout the world. And most of them are attached to a church. I mean, we're not responsible for all of them. Okay. Um, we've got the one in Colorado City. The old, yeah, the model, the model, right? We have the model, yeah. yes. And, and any church that wants to, to have a dream center, they've got a heart for that type of ministry. Because it's hard. It's yeah. it's hard ministry. And if, if that's the DNA, if that's what God's called you to, we, we definitely are there to help and, and uh, show you how to do it. <laughs> but those those figures are just staggering. Uh, and it talks to about how deep the, the problem of human trafficking is um, uh, worldwide. Worldwide. There's a uh, you know, see so the network of churches that you work with, I guess, is part of that, right? Um, or well, so, it... so main on the human trafficking recovery restoration side. I mean, that's that's predominantly here, here. In, in the valley. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Wow. Uh, sad but true. It's sad but true. There's a there's a movie called The Sound of Freedom. Yeah. Well, that yeah. really, I mean, it really is a it's a great watch to 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 describe, you know, how this thing happens. And, um, yeah. So, um, gosh, uh, so much going on at the, at the dream center. And, um, could, could I mention one other thing? Absolutely. So January is human trafficking awareness month. And at the end of the month, we actually have a stop traffic walk at the Peoria sports complex. And, uh, you know, you can go online on the, the, the dream center website where hope lives and get information. It's just, we gather thousands of people. We've been doing this for, I think this is our fourth or fifth year. And uh, people get together and rally around the cause. And, um, you know, it's, it's to raise awareness and some funds, obviously, but, but, um, Peoria sports complex, we, uh, we really, uh, um, it's a big event during the human trafficking awareness month. Nice. And uh, right before spring, spring training comes in. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Peoria Sports Complex, one of the leaders there. Um, so uh, you, your background, uh, you know, from, from uh, academics to in, in, in universities to uh, working with, with, uh, on the industrial side of, 
aerospace. I'm still interested in in some of the products and projects that you worked on that helped you out. Yeah, it it, it was a very interesting uh, career. And like I said, I started designing guns. You know, Colt. At Colt, yes, <laughs> yes. My first job out of college was at Colt designing guns. Then I got into specialty machines, heavy equipment. I actually did some aerospace in Milwaukee. Um, you know, the best thing to do, I married a Southern Belle from Louisiana. The best thing to do once you get married is to take her to Milwaukee, right? No, no, bad idea. So after, it's funny, funny story. After two years of, of, uh, of living there, we had a record December snowfall. And so our landlord called us and they're like, it's back when you had a phone that sat on the counter, yeah. right? And so I'm standing next to her. She answers the phone. It's our landlord. They're like, you've been great tenants. We're going to let you go month to month. Now it's the second week of December. <laughs> and so she goes, it's okay. We're leaving. And so she hangs up the phone. I'm like, we're leaving. What do you want to do? She goes, I don't care. I just want warm weather and sweet tea. <laughs> anyway, so once we got out here. Um, welcome to Arizona. Welcome to Arizona. <laughs> but our customer base, um, one of our largest customers was Lawrence Livermore National Lab, Fusion Energy. Well, there's a lot of high tech here in the Valley. Oh, yeah. Raytheon <laughs> Missile Systems, yeah. Boeing Satellite, yeah. Aerojet Rocketdyne. Yeah. I mean. Helicopters. It, Helicopters, right? The Apache uh, the helicopters Apache is, is manufactured here. Yeah, I mean it's, <laughs> and, and I got to touch and and be around all those different product lines, and and it was it was a great corporate career, but but God really was using all of that. I never had an, a career aspiration to work at a church, Art, and uh, <laughs> God really used all the all the experience that I gained. That's great from my current job. Say we're in our last minute minute of the program, probably thirty seconds by now. Uh, but Brendan Zastro, you and uh, Dream City Church and Dream Center are rescuers. God bless you, and uh, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, Art. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.